Hey there, mommy. So you started a business and you're wondering how moms everywhere are making it look so effortless. Maybe you haven't taken the entrepreneurial plunge yet because you're still trying to figure out what the heck is step one and where is the time to even execute it. I get it, you're busy. Being a mom is a full-time job and some, but I'm here to encourage you that being a mom and being a boss can exist in the same space. You are listening to the Busy Mompreneur Podcast, where we are using systems to make life a little bit sweeter. Hey, 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 mama. Welcome back to our third episode of The Busy Mompreneur. Thank you again for taking the time to join me and use your time to listen to what I have to say. (laughs) So again, this is The Busy Mompreneur. I am your host, Priscilla Fields. This is a space where we are learning all things entrepreneurship while we have the greatest title of being a mom. So today's topic, I want to build on what we spoke about last, which was our time audit. I tasked everyone with taking five to seven days to see where your time is going exactly like in real life. What are you doing with your time? Not what you want to do with your time, but you kind of did it and kind of didn't. But what you really are doing with your time between the time you wake up to the time that you go to sleep or even if it's just during your business hours, are you really taking the time to complete those client tasks, you know, did you really stop to go mop the floor or put the laundry, you know, in the dryer or whatever. So I tasked everyone to take an account of their time and I hope you did it. If you did, you probably realized that you have some areas that you can improve on, some areas that you're probably doing very well in. What I want to encourage you with is if you have more space on your calendar where you can be doing something more productive with your time, I'm encouraging you, you have to get better with time. And I'm speaking from a place of experience. Time was not my best friend at all. To this day, I still have a badge with some of my friends that I'm the one that if you invite me out to the party, I'm the one that's going to be 10 minutes late because I lived in that space and I didn't really think that it was a big deal. But I have since reversed those actions. I've reversed that mindset, but I had already stamped myself as the one that's always been late. So it's going to take some time to reverse it and for people to see me in a different light, even though um, changes have been made. So if this is you too, I hear you. I feel you, sis, but you can get better. It is a learned behavior. So just as you learned it, you can unlearn it, but you didn't learn it overnight. So don't expect to unlearn it overnight, but just be intentional about the steps that you're making to make change. So understand that time is your most valuable asset. Time is your most valuable asset. I'm going to say it three times. Time is your most valuable asset. And it is because you can never get it back. People automatically think, oh, money or, you know, whatever these physical material things are. No, those are replaceable. Those have insurance on it. Time, you cannot get it back. You can't pay to have more time. It's your most valuable asset because once it's gone, it's gone. When is your time to expire? You can't get it back. (laughs) So again, time is your most valuable asset. So since it is, we have to understand too that your business is going to fit into your lifestyle, not the other way around. Your lifestyle doesn't fit into your Oh, I'm sorry. I actually said that wrong. Your lifestyle fits into your business. Your business doesn't fit into your lifestyle. Um, And I say that because as moms, our lifestyle takes precedence. If you wake up one morning and the baby's sick, 
Your lifestyle is going to take priority over your business that day. Your clients are going to understand that your lifestyle is first. As my clients do, they know that I have little people. If we're on a Zoom call or a video call and one of my babies comes in to say hi, they just say hi back. They know um, that I have little children who are curious, who are still dependent upon me for things. So in the moment, you know, that they come in and quote unquote interrupt the session, we take a pause and say hi. They always say how cute they are, compliment them on their hair, whatever it is that they're wearing and, you know, engage with them a little bit. So my clients understand that I have little children and your clients can too, especially in the day and age that we're living in right now with the coronavirus pandemic. Everyone's working from home. And when everything first started, I kind of laughed to myself a little bit. Like now the rest of the world gets to see what me and all the other, you know, mompreneurs have to experience on, you know, a day-to-day basis. Like we're constantly interrupted by our little people coming in and running behind camera with just their underwear, their diaper on. Like that's... That's our reality. So when everyone went virtual for work and, you know, safety purposes, it was very interesting to see that transition. Some people had it easier than others. And, you know, it's a day to day thing as we're still living in it. But I kind of chuckled at myself when that all started to happen for that reason. So. Again, your clients are going to understand because it's part of your lifestyle. But that being said, you don't just allow your lifestyle to kind of run amok over your business goals and tasks and responsibilities. So it's very advisable, um, very advisable that you make a plan with your time. That means, you know, having a calendar, having your schedule, time blocking when you're going to do a task or, you know, several other tasks, if it's task A, task B, you know, making a plan for that. And as you did your time audit, you probably were able to see a little bit more visually what your habits are that you can safeguard your time around. So if, and I'm guilty of this, I'm sure everyone else is as well, but going into the trap of the social media hole, like it's almost like automatic now, like you kind of daydream off into space or you have some downtime. Oh, I'm just going to scroll on Facebook for a little bit or Instagram or TikTok or whatever your social media platform of choice is. And you start scrolling. It's supposed to be just for literally a moment. And then 15, 20, 30 minutes later, an hour later, oh my goodness, I've heard people on the one of the newest apps, Clubhouse, on there for hours. And I'm like, do you have a real job? And people do, but the lack of discipline keeps you on there for 8, 10, 12, 24 hours. So have, be intentional with your time is what I'm getting at. If you want to make time for Facebook, you know, set an alarm. Alarms work as much as I do hate them going off all day long. They work. If that doesn't work for you, you know, even reminders on your digital calendar is my preference because I just hate the sound of the alarm going off. I'll take it off and not even read what the message is because I'm just so annoyed at like being startled throughout the day. So I choose to do reminders for whatever my appointment is on my calendar, but you may choose to do something different. So there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just a matter of you doing it and sticking to it. So that way you can follow through and actually get those things completed. So Make a plan with your time. Another thing I wanted to mention is you have to teach your family how to respect your time. And what I mean by that is if you've scheduled for yourself to work, you know, from a certain time to a certain time, 
your family or your spouse will know that they have the kids for that allotted time. You know, put a sign on your door for your older children that, you know, mom's busy. You know, I'm recording a podcast. So, you know, don't interrupt. Don't be loud. You know, on the other side of the door, Um, teaching your family to respect your time. If you have smaller children like I do in my home, getting your kids on a schedule is very, very important. So if, say, their nap time They know that every day at 12 o'clock, I'm going to lay down for a nap. If you start to make that routine, they'll get into the routine. If they know that, you know, once a day, you know, for an hour, we have quiet time where we're meditating or we're reading a book or, you know, whatever it is that you're going to task them to do. What I'm saying is get the kids into a routine, the younger kids, even the older kids, too. Everyone needs to have a routine so that way that time discipline will be a lot easier for you to translate that into your business to handle tasks that you have to do. So if you know the kids are asleep at 12 o'clock to one o'clock, you can schedule to make calls with clients, you know, during that time. And those are, that's the day or the time of the day that you schedule making like discovery calls for clients who are inquiring to work with you. And that's especially if you don't have help as far as like a babysitter or a nanny or, you know, someone who comes to watch your younger children for you. Getting them on a schedule is key, key, key. So I wanted to give an example too of respecting time. And as I told you guys in the last episode, this happened to me in real life. (laughs) I laugh about it now, but just the thought of it just makes me cringe. So early on, actually before I started my business, my husband was telling me like, P, you have to get better at time. Like you have to stop being late everywhere you go. He calls me P, my friends and family, they call me P. Just please don't call me Prissy because that will send me from zero to 10 in like 2.5 seconds. So P, get better at time is what he always used to say to me. So I went to UNLV, have a criminal justice major, and my goal with that was to go into parole and probation. God had other plans, clearly, because I'm here. So life was happening and I was forcing things to happen to fulfill that goal of getting into parole and probation. So my way of doing that was taking a position within the department that wasn't actually as a parole and probation officer in hopes of leveling up. So I took a position as a um, 911 dispatcher highway patrol in the state of Nevada and I was late. I was late a lot. And the way that the system worked then when I was working is if your shift started at 2 p.m., you have to be clocked into your computer at 2 p.m. Not arriving, not putting your stuff in the locker, not using the restroom, not in the building, but seated with your headset on, computer ready to go at 2 p.m. So that means you needed to arrive early, quote unquote, in order to be on time. That wasn't Priscilla. And although Priscilla knew that that wasn't what I needed to do, I couldn't break my habit. I didn't know how to break my habit or even want to break my habit because no one was saying anything to me. I was still in the probation phase of the job. So like that first 90 days, I was very pregnant with my third daughter (laughs) at the time. Um, Was it my third daughter? Nope, I was pregnant with my second daughter. At the time, she was a summer baby in July. 
So I moved even slower than I would normally, and that was my excuse that, oh, I'm pregnant in my mind. My managers and supervisors, they didn't care to hear all that. So I clocked in late one too many times, and they called me out on it. When they called me out on it, though, that also included the consequence of losing that job. When I told my husband, he was so disappointed, and I didn't even realize the level of disappointment until after the fact. Now, I should have because I had never been fired from a job before. So it should have hit me a lot harder than it did, but I was so immature in that area, not realizing what that consequence meant. That, oh, I need to go find another job. Um, Another insight into my background too was like, I had never stayed at a job for like more than like two or three years, for real. And it wasn't that I was getting fired from all of these jobs. Like I would just get bored at these jobs and that's really the best way that I could put it. So on paper, when you'd look at my resume, it looked really bad. (laughs) It really did because I would be at one job for a year, go to another job maybe for six months, go to the next job for two years. And it just, I was hopping all over the place is how I would describe it. I just wasn't stable at any one place. Looking back, I now know that it's because I wasn't supposed to be working for other people that God had intended me to open my own business and build my own business for myself. Not to make excuse of my bad habits though, because time was something that I had to get better at. To my real life example, with time, I was just starting out my business and I was doing market research because initially I was going to go into the wedding industry. So I reached out to some friends and family, asked did they have any connections. One of my friends said, yes, I do, my cousin's a wedding planner. Booked an appointment with the lady, put it on my calendar, I believe, but I wasn't even using it at that time. Went on about my day and I didn't have a very heavy client load at the time because I was just starting and um, I still had my kids in the house. So my time was being split between completing tasks during nap time, you know, while they were quiet or occupied, you know, with a TV show or whatever it was. So I ended up missing the appointment. I mean, completely forgot about the appointment. Like it was nowhere on my radar at all. Once I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, panicked a little bit, um, went back to my to my phone so I could call the lady, and I did. And no, I emailed her, and I told her, apologized, you know, for the missed appointment, and asked if she would still be willing to meet with me. Pause. So that was really, really, really bold. <laughs> that was really bold, because I had already wasted her time, and then I had the audacity to ask her again to give me more of her time after I had already shown her that I didn't respect her time in the first place by not showing up to the meeting and not responding until an hour later. Now, I could have not responded at all, which wouldn't have made a difference, but I'm glad I did because it was a teachable moment for me that she used even, I don't know if she knows this, but it was a teachable moment for me and I received it because it was my fault. I didn't show up to that appointment that I had scheduled on her calendar and she rightfully so was upset, told me about myself and was like, if I had to hire a virtual assistant, it wouldn't be you because you're not organized. And I was like, oh, that kind of hurt my ego a little bit, but I had to accept it again because it was true. I did not show up for her appointment. I wasted her time and had the gall to ask her for more of her time. In that moment, I was able to learn again because this was after I lost my job as a dispatcher. This was yet another learning opportunity because I wasn't getting it, guys. I was not getting it. 
And this was after years and years of perfecting this habit that, you know, if I have an 11 o'clock appointment, go ahead and leave the house at 1045, but it's 25 minutes away. Like, it makes no sense, like, logically just saying it. And I'm a very black and white person. So when I started making efforts to change that habit, it irritated me because it was just, like, so black and white for me. Like, if your appointment's at 11 o'clock, you need to leave at 1030, at 1015 in order to make it on time. Give yourself, you know, some cushion if it's traffic and all that other stuff. I had to I had to get better with time is what I'm trying to tell you. I had to get better with time. And as I began to build my business, that's something that I had to learn because I didn't want people wasting my time, but I couldn't demand that people not waste my time and I wasn't being a good steward over other people's time too. So if you did this time audit and you found gaps that show that you can use your time in a better way than you currently are, I encourage you, do it. Put parameters in place, put safeguards in place, find you an accountability partner, put alarms on, write it down in your calendar, write it on the fridge, write it on your bathroom um, mirror, whatever it is that you have to do, go to those extremes so that way you can improve this habit, this very valuable habit, because time, again, is your most valuable asset. So I want you to get better with time. And that, I hope that you also saw in your time audit that you have room for yourself that you're taking time for you. I've heard some horror stories as I began my online journey of women and moms really, you know, going days without showering because I quote unquote don't have time. Don't get to that point. It's not necessary. (laughs) Like you have time. If you have to wake up early in order to shower, do that. I mean, the basic level of self-care. Because if you're doing that to yourself, I can only imagine what you're doing to your kids, especially if you have young kids, because they're dependent upon you to get those things done. So make time for yourself. Wake up early, go to bed late. Not too late if you have little people because you won't be any good because they're going to wake up early. Set those alarms, write everything down, you know, tell your spouse, your your best friend or whoever, you know, that you're, you're working to improve this area of your life. So that way they can help you. They can support you. They can, you know, put reminders in your ear that, you know, you need to do this and not that. So that way you make time for yourself as well. But you're making, you're carving out ample time for your, your clients. You're carving out ample time for your kids, for your, your spouse, your friends. And I'm going to circle back and say yourself again, because if you're not any good, you can't be any good to anybody else. Take care of you first. So that way you're able to take care of everybody else. So with that being said, um, we did a time audit last week. This week, what I would like for you to do is go through the services that you're offering in your business. Make sure they feel good to you. Make sure that there's tasks and projects that you actually want to do. Like I said last episode, if you're going to hate the business that you're building, go back to a nine to five. You don't have to hate the business that you're building. You can fix it. You can make changes. You're the boss. So love what you're doing by offering services that you actually like and enjoy and that you specialize in, stuff that you're good at. If you're not good at it, figure out how to learn, you know, find a program, find a coach. So that way you can improve in those areas. So that's my task for this week is to evaluate the services that you're offering to your clients so that way it feels good and lastly I want to say too don't be scared to niche down or is it niche down niche niche I can never say that word right or uh, know the correct 
pronunciation. So there is riches in niches is how I heard the phrase from a coach that I follow as well. So don't be afraid to niche down. If you want to just do social media, just do social media. If you just want to do graphic design, just do graphic design, but you don't have to do data entry and transcription and file management and build websites like it's all over the place if you're doing all those things you're doing accounting over here you're doing bookkeeping you're doing payroll you're doing you know masterminds you're doing digital products which is fine to add to your suite but what I'm saying is don't spread yourself so thin offering an array of services that nobody knows what you specialize in it's a lot easier for people to remember you as the go-to for one thing instead of just saying, hey, go to Jane Doe because she's the jack of all trades. You don't want to be that person. You want to be the person that specializes. So figure out the service that you want to offer, the key service, the signature service, as it's called in the industry, and build on that. Build on that. And if you're just starting out, it's okay to do a little bit of everything because at this point, you don't even know what you like. You don't know what you want to do. So play around with, you know, a group of services for a little bit. But at some point, you're going to see that you hate doing certain tasks over others. So that's all I have for this episode, guys. I so appreciate you for joining me and sticking around and learning with me and growing with me. I value your time and I hope that you value mine as well. If you have any topics that you would like to hear me speak on, please feel free to do um, to send out an email, um, info at thebusymompreneur.com. I'm also going to have the notes from this episode where you can download your guide to picking out your services. So definitely head over to the website for that, thebusymompreneur.com. I love you guys and I so appreciate you tuning in. Before we head out of here, I'm just going to say a quick word of prayer. Father, I thank you for our time together. The ladies who have tuned in to listen to me on today. Father, I just ask that you guide us as we grow in this area of time, that we use our time wisely. Heavenly Father, that you show us areas that we can grow and build on and that we don't take offense to those areas where we have to grow, but we are intentional about making changes so that we we can be better women better business owners, better mothers as we build and as we grow, structuring our time. Father, I just ask that as you pour into us, Father, reveal the areas and the services and the tasks that you would have us to do so that way we can be successful in our businesses and grow to a point where we are living in that time freedom that we really, really desire, which is the goal of most of us, is to have that time freedom to spend with our children and watch them grow and pour into them who are our first ministry that you have given to us. So I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So sis, again, thank you for tuning in. Be you, be blessed, and be a blessing.